Before we dive in, I want to tell you about my brand new guide, Be Your Own Boss, How to Scale to 5K Months. So if you're an online service-based entrepreneur and you are looking to get to those 5K months and beyond, this guide is for you. We're talking all about how to niche down, craft your signature offer, get clients, and everything you need to know to get to those 5K months and beyond. So I am really excited for you to check it out. You can just head to bit.ly slash startmybiz2020, or you can just click it. It's right here in the show notes. Okay, on to the show. Hey there, I'm Angela Master Giacomo, and I help online service-based entrepreneurs hit consistent 5K months with high ticket offers. Now, as you'll see on this show, I am a no fluff kind of girl. I like giving you the step-by-step strategies, behind the scenes, all the nitty gritty. And so because of that, we are just gonna dive straight into the show because you are busy and I do not wanna waste a second of your time. So let's get straight into the show. Welcome back to another episode of The Story Behind the Journey. I'm Angela Master Giacomo, and today we are talking all about niching down. So if you have been at this for a while or if you're brand new to entrepreneurship, odds are you know all about niching or maybe you say niching. I feel like more people say niching, but I've always said niching. And I also feel like no matter (laughs) when you do this, you always clarify. Like I always hear entrepreneurs clarifying this. So forgive me for falling into that trap. But anyway, niching, it's important, right? Because when you have a niche, it means that you know where you're going, you know who you're serving. And that's pretty crucial, right? Like I hear a lot of new entrepreneurs that are just starting out and they kind of say things like, well, you know, if I niche down, then won't I just alienate potential clients or, you know, does it really matter who I'm working with? You know, does it matter what industry I'm working with? And the answer is yes, it does matter because the more you specialize, number one, the more you specialize, the better you get at what you do, right? So if you're just doing, say, say you're a podcast manager and you're working with all podcasts. Well, then that's that's a little bit more difficult than if you're, say, specializing in business podcasts or, you know, those in the mindfulness world, right? Because if you work with the just business podcasts, right, you get really clear on what their needs are and you can start to talk to them in a way that will make them feel heard and understood and seen. And you can also just do a better job on the work you're doing for them because you're so familiar with that specific niche. But say you work with business podcasts and also with, you know, I don't know, like fiction podcasts and music podcasts. It doesn't mean you can't do a good job, right? But you're going to be not specialized. And so you're not going to be able to specialize in that way, to anticipate their needs in that way. And also don't forget when you are highly specialized, you become an expert in your field, you become the go-to person. And that also means that you can charge more and that clients are going to flock to you with a lot more regularity. So there's a lot of benefit to niching down, but my guess is if you're here, you already know that and you're just kind of stuck on the on the how. You know, you're kind of feeling like, okay, I know I need to niche, but how do I do that, right? How do I figure out what my niche is? And that is what we are going to talk all about in today's episode. And because I fully believe this does not have to be a big, complicated thing, I feel like there is a lot of pressure that gets put on it. But honestly, it doesn't have to be such a big deal. We're keeping this episode short and sweet. And pretty much in the next 10 minutes, you are going to nail your niche. Sound good? Okay, let's dive in. Okay, here's the first thing you need to know about niching down. So where I always suggest starting is with the lowest hanging fruit, meaning what are you already familiar with? What are you already good at? 
So this could be something like if you are already really good at organization and spreadsheets and all of that, then maybe you want to start your business around something having to do with being a VA or a bookkeeper or something along those lines. Or maybe if you have a nine to five in, say, the health and wellness industry and you really like that industry, then maybe you know that you want to focus on people that are specifically in the health and wellness industry as your ideal client. So this is what I mean when I say start with the low-hanging fruit. What are you already good at? What are you already pretty comfortable and aware of? You can definitely start a business in something that you're not that familiar with, but it is a lot easier when you have some sort of starting point. So my example of this is when I started my first business, which is a PR company in the music industry, the reason that I decided to do that is because for the last, I would say, a couple of years at that point, I had had a music blog that I just did as a hobby where I would interview bands and I would post news about bands. And so because of that, I was used to that industry. I was used to the music industry. I had been interacting with publicists for a while as, you know, being a writer myself, I naturally was interacting with publicists. And so that was a really natural thing that when I decided to start my business, I looked around me, I said, okay, what am I familiar with? Well, I'm familiar with the music industry because I started this blog in this industry. And, you know, I thought, okay, well, what could I do in the music industry that could, you know, make me some money that I have some interest in? And because I was working with so many publicists, I saw, okay, well, I like I'm getting these press releases. I see how these publicists operate. And, you know, I love writing and, and this would allow me to keep doing what I enjoy, which is, you know, working with artists, getting their music out there. And so I thought, okay, so publicist, publicist in the music industry was a very natural place for me to start. And so that is what I want you to do. Again, think about what you're already familiar with, what your hobbies are, what you're good at, things like that. Just start with the low-hanging fruit. Like, What are some of those obvious things that are already sort of in your circle? And if you're still not sure, if you're still kind of unsure of what you could start with, I always say ask your friends and family either what they think you're good at or what they think of when they think of you, or better yet, just ask yourself, what do people tend to ask me for advice on? Usually that's a pretty good one. Um, when I would ask myself that, again, it was usually something like I would have, you know, say bands coming to me and saying, how do I get my music out there? How do I get the attention of a journalist? Because that was something that I was familiar with from running this blog. And so again, that made it a very obvious transition. Another example is I have a friend who was thinking of starting her own business. I asked her the same question, you know, what do people tend to ask you for advice on? And she realized that people always ask her for advice on getting started with running or, you know, getting ready to run a marathon because that's something that even though she doesn't feel like she's an expert in because it's just something that comes naturally to her, it's just something she loves doing, everyone else, all the rest of us who are not runners, look at her, you know, Instagram and and see her stories and see all of these things about running and we naturally think of her when we think of running. So ask yourself the same question, you know, what do people tend to ask me for advice on? What do they tend to come to me for? The second thing, and this is probably honestly the most important, is you just got to start. So you can narrow it down. And I feel like this is something that people don't talk enough about. You know, we put all this pressure on ourselves to start and stick with our niche forever and ever until we die, but it's just not necessary, right? Like you can and will change your niche many, many times. I have changed my niche 
a lot. And it's it's to be expected. You can't possibly know exactly what you want to do or who you want to work with until you get out there and start actually doing it and working with those people. So this is what you have to do. You have to just get out there and start. If it helps, maybe narrow it down to two or three areas you want to explore and then go from there. So an example is that I did this in 2019, right? I knew I was going to pivot away from public relations and I just wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. And so for me, the three things that I was considering were I was considering doing a different branch of the music industry, which was, again, an industry I was already in, or going into politics, totally different than everything else on this list, but it was something that interested me, so I wanted to explore it. Or number three, coaching, although I didn't know at the time what kind of coaching. And so I knew those were the three things that I wanted to put my all into in 2020. I just wasn't quite sure which I wanted to focus on. So maybe you're feeling the same way, right? Maybe you know you want to start a business, but you're not exactly sure where you want to go. You know, do you want to be a VA? Do you want to start an agency? Do you want to be a coach? Like you're maybe you're just not quite sure. Or maybe you know what you want to do, but you're not sure what you want to specialize in. And so this is a really great way to give yourself permission to explore while still getting moving. So narrow it down to those two or three things that you want to explore and then make time to do each. For me, this meant that I spent a couple months on each, you know, so at first I spent a couple months exploring what the new music industry path would look like. Then I spent a couple months exploring what the political path would look like and then the coaching path. And for me, I found really early on the thing I was most interested in that I was most interested in spending my time on was the coaching. And so that was a very obvious sign that that was what I wanted to pursue. And so even though I had planned to take all of 2019 to figure out, you know, which of these paths do I want to go into, I very quickly realized that coaching had my attention. And so I was able to then focus on that and give it my full attention. So odds are when you start exploring these things, you know, whether it's through getting clients in these different areas or hanging out in different Facebook groups that have to do with these different niches, you're going to very quickly start to figure out which one holds most of your interest. And that's a good thing. Like, don't try, if you're, if you're finding that a certain path is really interesting to you, then go for it. Go all in on it. Don't, you know, feel bad for abandoning these other things that you're not interested in anymore. Just go all in on the thing that you're interested in, because that is a sign that you are on the right path. And the third thing that I need you to know about this is that you're honestly just going to figure it out as you go. The most important thing is really that step where you you get moving and you get started because the truth is that it's very easy to get stuck just researching things to death. You know, I am definitely prone to this where I will get stuck just researching, 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 but the truth is you're not going to gain any clarity from researching. Like you're really not. Past a certain point, research is just procrastination. And trust me, like I know this really, really well because I always, as I've said, like it is my preferred form of procrastination is I will research things to feel like I'm doing something, but I know that that's just a procrastination tool because I'm afraid to take action. So just be careful you're not falling into that and and put a deadline on it. You know, research if you want, but only spend an hour or a day or maybe a couple days on it. And then you go, okay, now I'm taking action. You know, now I'm going to have these conversations. Now I'm going to start getting clients. You know, now I'm going to actually take action. 
and trust that you can just figure it out as you go. You know, I've told this story before, but when I finally decided, okay, yes, I want to focus on coaching, I wasn't totally sure what kind of coaching I wanted to do. And even when I narrowed it down to business coaching, I originally thought I was going to work with entrepreneurs who were already full-time in their business, and I was going to help them to sort of like revamp or refresh their product suite. And as I started working with those people, I discovered, you know what? I don't really love that like I thought. I What I really want to do is work with people that are just starting their business, who are in that really early stage. Like to me, that's where the magic happens. That's what I find exciting. And so those are the people I want to work with. And I would not have known that if I had not actually tried it, right? I could have researched that forever and I would have never gained that clarity. I only gained that clarity from going out and actually working with somebody in that niche. And that's how I figured out, okay, you know what? That's not what I'm into. And so that is why it is so important to just start, just take action and trust and know that it's okay to figure it out as you go. So that is really it. And this is why I say like, it's very simple. We, we tend to overcomplicate it. We tend to put all this pressure on ourselves to, you know, to figure it out immediately, to have our niche nailed down. You know, we think that we have to have everything in place. Like oh, I've got to get my niche down so I can get my website built, so I can get my social media built. It's like, number one, you don't need a website right away. Like you just don't. I've With both my businesses, I have been able to gain clients without a website. Yes, you want one eventually, but it is absolutely not something you need to start. Same with your LLC. You don't need that to start. All you need to start is clients. And until you have clear idea of who you want to work with and you have money coming in, you do not need to worry about those other things. Your only focus should be on getting clients. And I know it can seem a little confusing. It can seem a little backwards. But trust me when I say that working with clients and, and sort of being in the trenches, so to speak, is how you're going to start to figure out like, okay, what do I want to niche down and who do I really want to work with? So this is my, this is my secret to you, which is that I feel like this is like a big industry secret that nobody says for some reason, which is that like, you do not have to have it all figured out. You will figure it out as you go. Your niche will change. I am proof of this. I am proof that you don't have to have it all figured out in order to be successful or start getting clients or start making money. All you have to do is be willing to put yourself out there. And honestly, as cheesy as it says, as cheesy as it sounds, just trust the process with this because that is what it is. It is just a process and you've just got to get out there and start. So that is, that is really it. That's the big secret with niching down is that you've just got to take action and, and sort of be comfortable with it being a little bit messy and unclear for a little bit. And I promise you, it's like, as long as you get out there, you do it, you get in the trenches, it's going to become very clear, very quickly. So I would love to hear what you thought of this quick episode. I would love to hear what you're thinking of doing for niching down. So as always, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Angela underscore Mastro and let me know where you're at with your niche. So for this week's challenge, I am going to challenge you in the next 24 hours to narrow down the different niches that you want to explore. Just remember, just pick two or three, but that's something I want to have you do in the next 24 hours is just start to narrow down what that looks like for you and what you want to explore. And then I want you to take action on it. Okay. That second piece is very, very important. All right. Until next week, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you soon. Bye for now.